Paula Proudlock, who's a senior researcher at the Child Institute. Paula, uh, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. What do you make of that concession? Good afternoon, Aldrin. It's it's great to hear the minister admit that they have um, unblocked 1.8 million IDs. Because that, you know, what that does show us is that for many years, this practice of blocking IDs has been um, discriminating against millions of people and that the department has recognized they can't do that. And the reason why they can't do that is that they don't actually follow due process when they do it. So they don't give people notice. They don't allow people to come and make representations and they don't allow people to appeal the decision. And, you know, we've, the clients that we've been dealing with, some of them have been waiting for more than a decade to try and unblock their ID. So we, we're hoping that by this um, concession of the minister that happened in May, which is because of this litigation, that many of the people who've been facing the blocks will be unblocked. But we're also hoping that going forward, the department won't do this um, practice of blocking anymore without passing a law through Parliament or and then via regulations, which clearly sets out what is the process that must be followed if Home Affairs suspects that an ID is, is fraudulent or has an error. But what about the um, the not really the reputational damage, but um, the 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 personal damage that has been suffered by individuals who've had their who've had their IDs blocked, and because of that, uh, really their movement as well have been curtailed, and what it is that they're able to access even services from the state. You mean the people who are still blocked? Yes. Yeah, and the, you know the people who are still blocked are unable to register their children's births, unable to access their bank accounts. You know, the the, the um, court, we have asked the court that all the IDs be unblocked um, and that if Home Affairs wants to re-block them, they have to follow due process and pass a law that allows them to do that, which sets out what that process should be. The minister has also conceded that... Um, you know, one of the options is that they would rather just flag or mark the IDs. And I think it's important that it, it, next time he's on the radio, he could um, clarify the distinction because a person has a flag or a mark. Does that mean when they go to the bank that they can't draw their money and the bank tells them to go to home affairs? Or does the bank still let them draw their money and says, oh, look, home affairs has asked that you must please report to, to home affairs because there's a problem with your ID. What we've seen is that those marks or flags mean the person cannot draw their money from the bank. And that's the issue that needs to be dealt with in the in the meantime. But where the where the Home Affairs is able to show evidence that this is a fraudulent um, ID or the person has um, ha- has received the ID through fraudulent means, can Home Affairs then continue to have that ID block? Or are you saying that irrespective of the evidence that you may have? unblock the IDs first and then deal with the process after? Um, I think if they actually have finished the investigation and have identified there was fraud, then they need to follow the procedures in the law which say they need to um, charge that person with having committed fraud and have it taken away. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for your time. Mm -hmm. Paula Proudlock, the senior researcher at the Child Institute. It's half past four time for the news headlines.